right, all right, all right. Time mode. Prime time. We're in week eight. We're almost halfway there, man. Theo, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. It feels good to be back on Canadian soil. Last few weeks I've been gone from ATL to Amsterdam, so feels good to be back now. Yeah, I hear you, man. Sometimes uh, it's just nice to be home, get your own bed. As nice as those hotel beds are, it's uh, nice to get your own bed. Yeah, nice to get the own bed and, and nice to actually like watch football. I mean, uh, on Sunday I was flying, so I couldn't really watch it. And yeah. um, it's kind of been like that the last few weeks, so this is a Sunday. I'm just gonna kick back and really get into it, and we and we got some good games, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, you know it's not it's not been too bad as far as the uh, the picks go. Um, I'm speaking for myself, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we we're gonna have to see a comeback. I, I'm looking forward to a kamikaze deal set of picks here. Yeah, that's that's how we roll. Rankings. That's how we roll. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so last week, man. What did you think? Last week was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know you missed the games, and I'm watching live. Yep. And I can't ever say that I've ever seen this in my life. The Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills mm -hmm. both won yeah. on clutch touchdowns. The Bills at the buzzer, and the Lions picking off Drew Brees' clutch. Yeah, crazy. It, well, that's the story is Detroit's defense. Yeah. Which is obviously the big surprise. And, and you don't expect a quarterback like Drew Brees to make the big mistake. You expect him to complete that drive. And that's the thing. And I, I looked into it and analyzed it. Said, you know, was it just Drew Brees making a bad play? But no, they really they changed up what they did all game mm -hmm. on that one play to confuse him. And uh, it was pretty, pretty crazy. So... I got to give it to Detroit Lions defensive coordinator Terrell Austin coming over from Baltimore. Jim Caldwell brought him with him. Yep. And since Caldwell's been there, I have to say too, like the uh, the discipline. I don't know how it translates, but there's been less Lions penalties. Yeah. Less stupid penalties, I would say. Less jumping off sides and all that kind of nonsense. You always got to think. Sometimes the team takes on the personality of the coach. And just being Caldwell, just being a smooth guy, laid back, like extra laid back, that uh, sometimes that can help a team. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of teams taking on the personality of the coach, and I've said this since last year we've been doing the contest about how sneaky Jeff Fisher can be. <laughs> yeah. And he was at his sneaky best yeah, yeah. last Sunday. Of course, when I bet on him. That's when he's got to pull out all this nonsense. Right, yeah. I've never seen a fake punt return like the like the stuff they pulled. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Seattle. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw the replay of it, man. Kind of blew me away because I didn't see the whole game, but I was just like, wow. Yeah, and I, it was, you know, they did the fake punt, obviously, yeah. to, to seal the game. And the, at the time when they did the, the fake punt return, like, you faked out the other team to where they are kicking it. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I don't even know how you come up with that play. And that's one of those plays, like, you'd see on YouTube from, like, a high school game or some something like that, you know? Yeah, um, a big game. And, and I love how Austin Davis is really starting to emerge as the quarterback of the future for the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> Austin Davis threw, like, 86% completion. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. Just goes to show there's a lot of good players that – are just waiting for the chance, 
just because you're a number three quarterback doesn't mean you've got skills or don't have skills. Um, of course, obviously, some guys step into that position and fail miserably, but uh, you got to give it to guys who wait for that experience and come through it and come up big, just like my boy Colt McCoy. Did you hear that, Metaburger? It's your time. Yeah, Metaburger. I, I love this guy because I just remember seeing him in preseason make a lot of bombs, like drop a lot of bombs. Um, a big quarterback, sturdy, and um, I think he could be the answer in Tennessee because I, I don't see Jake Locker coming back. He's just been too injury prone, and, you know, Whitehurst, not the answer. I don't know why they paid him so much money. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, yeah, like I said, Colt McCoy, they did say RG3 was practicing this week. Did you hear that? Yeah, but I, I just read something that um, it's looking like he's not coming back till week 11 now because they've got a bye on week 10. So, oh, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it's football, too. They could be throwing smoke screens. <laughs> yeah, man, Colt McCoy is trying to get that money, so. Yeah, you got to give it up to a guy like that. He, he always seemed to have a lot of heart. And um, I remember he was playing with Cleveland a few years ago, and he, he had a good start, but he got really rattled up, though, by my boy James Harrison mm-hmm. uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And it, it was like he wasn't the same after that just because he – he was in a bad situation, too, so um, he's been biding his time, but it really looks like Washington was really hype for him um, and coming through, and it just goes to show, man, a month ago, everybody was saying Kirk Cousins was the man, Oh yeah. <laughs> and now Cousins loses his job to Colt McCoy. Yep. Crazy. You know, one of the, um, the stats that's almost come true every week this year is when... Over 80% of bets are on one side. Yeah. The other side comes through. Yeah. It's almost been gold. Really? And yeah. last week and the week before was Seattle. Yep. For sure. So, you know, people got killed on those bets and they had them in teasers, money lines, survivor pools, you know? Well, you know did I ever tell you how I got kicked out of my survivor pool? No, no. I had Cincinnati when yeah. they were at home to Carolina. Right. It was a tie game. Oh. Yeah, the tie game. Yeah. (laughs) And Shane Graham had that field goal to to win it from 30 yards. Choked it. Yeah, it was was the worst way to get kicked out of a survival pool, man. That might be the worst way ever, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) You you can't make it up any worse. Um, What I find interesting about this time of the season is... um, People start making bets based on teams can't be this bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, the Jets, like they can't go 1-15, so they got to be able to pull this one out. Or like Seattle, they can't lose right now. They're defending Super Bowl champions. <laughs> you know, you see a lot of trends like that, whereas, hey, man, maybe that team does lose. Like last year, like Houston, oh, they can't keep on losing, and they just kept on losing. Same thing with Atlanta, right? That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. ATL a good um, example of that, especially last year's. Atlanta can't keep on losing. Come on, you know, they're gonna right the ship. So um, at this point in the season, being that there's so much parity in the league, this is where you start to see the teams separate a little bit. Because even if you get off to that hot start, you know, with your Lions, you've seen them six and two before. You know, you got to be able to close. You got to be able to finish. You got to be able to get seven, eight, nine wins. Um, and, and get that postseason berth. What differentiates a lot of these teams is you got to really analyze, okay, who's doing this with smoke and mirrors? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? And and I see I see a trend like that too. When when you see a team getting all kinds of turnovers, as much as the coach, you know, they give the coach credit. Oh yeah, we work on turnovers. Come yeah. on, what coach doesn't? Yeah, and you know we really emphasize stripping the ball. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good for you, man. Everybody does. You see how everybody tackles in the league now. They go to hit the ball and tackle at the same time. Um, when you look at those teams that are just the ball just bouncing in their direction, mm-hmm. and I knew this when Detroit was six and two that season. I remember that because Detroit was leading the league in plus minus turnovers. Right. And I said, you know, the ball can't bounce like this all the time. This is just too coincidental. And uh, I think that's the case for for some of these teams. And it goes the other way, too. Some of these teams can't be that bad or, you know, you're just waiting for some of these teams to start losing. And they're just not like everybody expected last year. The Colts were just going to start losing at some point. Mm -hmm. That they're overhyped and they just kept going. They just kept winning. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. Yeah, for sure. Especially with a team like Dallas that has just kept on winning. Just kept on piling off victories when they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. That's right. One of the worst defenses. Um, it's over for Tony Romo. So yep. it, things can change really quick when you, you start winning. So with that said, man, um, let, let's get into some picks, man. All right. Well, I'm going to be narrowing down as we go because I, I, I've got about seven picks here that I'm good with. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't want the same picks as you, so we're going to see what happens here. So I can, uh, if you want, I can lead out the gates. Okay, yeah. yeah. And we can see, and speaking of gates. Antonio. going with Antonio Gates, and we're oh. going to take San Diego plus nine and a half tonight. I like it, I like it. Yeah, the, um, you know what, in the last eight games, San Diego's covered the spread in Denver. Hmm. Denver has not covered a spread against San Diego at home since 2003. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that all day. And San Diego, you know, I don't think they're really, even though it's divisional, I don't think they really paid big attention to Casey last week. Mm-hmm. And Casey beat him at home. And I think they're really looking ahead to this Thursday game against Denver. Well, when they've lost, it's been close games. I mean, that's a team that could be undefeated. You know, and um, but Denver, they they're not going to take San Diego lightly either, and nope. Payton can just pile up numbers, and that's the only thing you could be concerned with. But with that spread in mind, it is a good uh, pick in the sense that Philip Rivers can also put up some points. You know what? I think San Diego. The only way San Diego is going to win is by ball control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did that strategy last year, and it worked. Yep. Um, we're going to see tonight what happens. I'm going to stick with the uh, rookie quarterbacks, man. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Zedenberger. All right. Tennessee plus two and a half against Houston. I like it. I like the kid, man. I, I like uh, Ken Wisenhunt getting a little bit out of this kid and, you know, providing the spark to Tennessee. I, I could see them, you know, reeling off a couple W's if this kid gets off to a good roll. And while Houston obviously wants this game too, they could be in a position where they're ready to make a quarterback change soon too. Um, I'm not a big believer in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, he's a good game manager. Um, and I think Houston does have some good parts. But I haven't seen enough from them to make me think that um, – 
that they can just coast over a Tennessee team that's gotten off to a bad start, but not necessarily as bad as they have shown. I like your thought on that pick because the betting market primarily is going to be all over the Texans Yeah. on this, and it's already at like 74%, something like that. So this may hold true, and we may just see more and more Houston money come in especially, you know, as it gets closer to Sunday and for people that are actually interested because this is one of the uh, the boring games on the schedule, which there's quite a yeah, few. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that's uh, – I like that pick. Uh, I don't believe in Wizard Hunt, but I hope the kid can do it. Um, I'm going to go to a different game, and I'm going to go to 9.30 a.m. Eastern hmm. Standard Time. Yeah. And I'm going to take my Detroit Lions minus the points. Oh, I thought you were going to take a surprise pick here. <laughs> <laughs> minus the points, yeah, I'll take yeah. Detroit. How do you feel about a 9.30 a.m. game? Love it. Organized <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, it's great. You know, you know I'm not mad at that. Um, in a way, it works out for a lot of people because sometimes, you know, you just want to focus in on one game. You know, at the 1 o'clock spot, there's so many games going on that – in the morning, you can just watch this one game, have it on, and you're good to go. I feel like this is a primetime game for Detroit because they're playing on their own. So we had the Monday nighter. Yeah. We're going to have this Sunday morninger and then the uh, Thanksgiving game on November the 27th, sure. I believe. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot for them. But with that said, I'm going with ATL. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I'll take the plus points here. Yeah. Um, I just feel like ATL can get back in this. And I just look at the value of those points. And being that it's on a neutral field, it's kind of anybody's ball game in that sense. And I'm looking for Matty Ice to step back in here and, and get a W. Exactly why I like it is because it's on a neutral field. It's not in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The other reason I like it yep. is Detroit's number one defense is going against a team without a starting offensive line- lineman. Yeah. And Steven Jackson, I guarantee you, will end up with less than 50 yards on the ground. Yeah, I mean, what's Steven Jackson been posting this year? I was just thinking about him earlier today. I was like, well, like what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think they get away from, they fall behind and they get away from yeah. that one as well. Yeah. That's... But uh, against Detroit, you know, you're talking about the number one run defense in the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, since we went back and forth with that one, man, I'll jump out on you on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Seattle definitely can't lose this game, right? They can't they lose it, but I think they might. Or yeah. I'll take the points with Carolina. I'll yeah. take Carolina at home. Um, I just like that uh, Cam Newton's getting stronger and stronger. I-, I like Carolina getting back together. Hopefully they can start building up that defense. Seattle's not the same team in their way. And uh, I'm looking at like this one where everybody jumps on Seattle saying, like, no, nah, Seattle can't lose. There- there's no way they can lose. Um, and even if they pull out a W... I think it might just be that that narrow two point victory, you know, where some weird stuff goes down in the game. Yeah, I hear you. So you got Carolina plus five. Carolina plus five. Okay, it's in a kind of no man zone there, not a, not a key number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting if that actually gets a seven, but it, it might creep up a little bit, maybe towards six or something. But I don't think um, the odds makers know where to even put this line. It's it's a weird. It, game. It's a, that's why it's such a weird spread. When you see that five point, they're not really sure where to go. It's not a field goal. It's not a touchdown. So uh, it's that Vegas zone. 
and to see where the money comes in, right? And mm-hmm. I think the money's going to come in on Seattle. Oh, I think it's going to come in hard. I, I definitely see this spread moving, but I'm, I'm confident where it's at right now. All right. So I'll go with uh, mine, and I'll go to the uh, AFC North. Mm-hmm. And big, oh, big oh. divisional matchup. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cincy and Baltimore? The only two elite teams in the AFC North. Right. Um, Yeah, Uh, you know, Cincy has a huge home-road dichotomy. Yeah. That plays into their hands. And their home advantage is almost as high as New Orleans, Seattle. You know, the elite home field advantages in the league. And I'm going to go with them. They're only minus one because people aren't, you know, feeling them without A.J. Green. Well, Mohamed Sanu has really stepped up, and the defense had to step up at some point. And, you know, Baltimore has been crushing people. Like, not even mm-hmm. contested games. They've just been dominating other teams. And I think this is a good letdown spot for them, even though it's a revenge spot because since he took care of them earlier in the year, I think since he has Baltimore's number, and this could... Uh, Proved to be something as a foreshadowing to the playoffs of, of what goes on. And since he really needs to win here to keep their playoff uh, playoff hopes intact and and solid percentages of getting into the playoffs, they need to take care of these games. They, they dropped too many recently. Yeah, Cincinnati gone into a tailspin. <laughs> yeah. After jumping out with, uh, I think they were 3-0, and right? Yeah. And, so. and they were looking really good. And uh, a lot of people are saying this is their year. They could come out of the AFC and how quick, how quickly things can change. Um, but they're a great football team, and they could be an elite football team. And sometimes you need a couple losses to bring you back to earth and uh, make you realize that, you know, nothing's given. And, and especially in a divisional game, I think this could be – it's probably the best 1 o'clock game that we got when it's, it's Baltimore-Cincy. And both of these teams understand the importance – uh, especially in the head-to-head games, because this division is really hotly contested. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is um, it kind of changes from week to week. Like, Pittsburgh's really flying under the radar, <laughs> being that they're 4-3, they're and three, but it's kind of an ugly 4-3, and three, you know, granted. So um, not a lot of people are taking them serious. So they, they really got to handle their business this weekend against Indy. I'm not, I'm not playing that one, but I'm just saying, like, a couple of weeks ago, people were on Cleveland. Now now Cleveland's in the basement. So it's interesting how it goes. It's true. It's true. So um, who you got here? You want me to go or you're going to go? I, I'll take one. I, I'm going to go uh, with my Jacksonville Jaguars. Ah, uh, good. I just took that one right off my board. Plus six against Miami. I feel you. I feel you. Again, I, I like this Jacksonville team, man. I think they're hungry. Um, I think they're ready to go. Uh, I think they're poised in a position. I, I definitely think Miami's a good team as well, though. Miami's always a sneaky team that pulls off things. But again, I, I like the points here because um, I don't think Miami's that much better. And I don't think Jacksonville's like incredibly bad like they were last year. So I got to give it to Jacksonville. I agree with that pick. I, I I took it off my board only because I like certain games better. Yeah. But I do like Jacksonville. Miami hasn't strung two wins in a row together yet this year, I believe. Right. I think yep. they, they haven't won two in a row. Yeah, and they're a definition of an up-and-down team. <laughs> you yep. know, like they win one, lose one. like win a, win a tough one, but then lose the next one. So That's it. And I think even if they pull this out, I think they pull it out by three points or so. So... I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, man. And, uh, 
there's that little bit of, you know, Jacksonville's like, all right, everybody talks about the Dolphins. It's like, we're in Florida, too. You know, we're, we're right, we're just north of Miami. Yeah. We're, we're, we're here. Yeah. You know, and they're going to have that little bit of, you know, syndrome that I guess a little brother kind of thing being overshadowed. And I also don't look at it like just because they're in their um, home state and Jacksonville doesn't have a crazy fan base. I don't look at it like Miami's a big traveling, you know, fan base either that like, oh, watch out. Half the stadium is going to be filled with Dolphins fans. Oh, no, man. I don't think really the, the fan Dolphins uh, fans are big on my radar. I, I'm just getting worried about your next pick, though, man. I'm, I'm worried you might go with the same one as I do, man. So so let's hear it, though. Okay, well, I got two more. And, okay. Um, I'll tell you this one I really like is I'm going back to the well yeah. again, and uh, I'm a little bit afraid of it, but I got to go with it because it benefits me and it also benefits my team. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints minus okay. one and a half. Yeah, okay. Um, New Orleans, eh? When last have you seen New Orleans been favored by this low at home? Yeah, yeah. I don't For remember. Sure. For so sure. Their home field advantage, I know they've been playing like crap, but... And everybody's all over Green Bay. Well, who is Green Bay beating? Yeah. Look how they had to beat Miami. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, they're not just killing teams away from Lambeau just like that. You know, and they got housed, housed in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, and New Orleans just uh, did the same thing. They're coming off of losses. Uh, New Orleans is reeling, and... Just like Cincinnati, I believe New Orleans is a very desperate team at home, and the crowd's going to really be behind them. Yeah. Um, one of the best sports books I ever read was the uh, autobiography of Drew Brees mm-hmm. and the classic underdog. And he's somebody who just, it doesn't matter. He just wants to win, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. And he's the kind of guy that after that game, after that loss, he went on the treadmill for like two hours, <laughs> yep. and he started studying game tape to prepare for Green Bay. He just is relentless, and he is really let down by how he's played. And I think that leadership really rubs off on the Saints, that the Saints also come together. So, yeah, I, I feel you on that one too, man. Yeah, and I hope that's the, uh, the Drew Brees we get, man, the dog that we're used to seeing. But, but with that said, you know, you never know when the game's going to leave you. You know what I mean? He's starting to get up there, too. So That's true. Um, you know, it could go back and forth. So, yeah, my last pick. I thought you might have taken this one, so, uh, but you didn't. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, man. Oh, I like it. Buffalo against the Jets. Yep. You, you know, I was interested when I saw this spread. Mm-hmm. I, I said, uh, really? Really? You, you're really favoring... Uh, the Jets like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just really surprised. Like, am I right? Is it Buffalo plus three? I think that's what I had down here. It is. And I'll, I'll tell you, the only reason I left this off my yeah. board is because it wasn't two and a half. I like the Jets here, man. Mm-hmm. I like the Jets. Uh, I just... Buffalo has been kind of creeping. And they're another team with that home road dichotomy. I don't see them... You know, I know they had that big win against Chicago in week one. Yeah. Um, but the Jets are kind of right there on the edge, man. They're losing in like ways you can't make up how they, how you lose. Mm-hmm. And I think one of these weeks they're going to win, but they're not going to win by more than like three points. So I just say for a team that is one and six to be favored while they're at home, yeah. 
This is also one of those games where if Buffalo can pull something off in the beginning of the game, the Boo Birds really come out. <laughs> That's true. The Jets fans start to turn on their squad. People are ready to fire Rex Ryan. And yeah, it's a perfect spot for New York to get back in this, to get a W, to get things going. But just because it's a spot for them to get things going doesn't mean they will. Because Buffalo also wants this game. They're also looking at it as an opportunity to say, hey, we could win this division. We could be really competitive and try to get a playoff berth. So that's why I have to give it up to Buffalo. And, and I was like, might as well go with my consistent picks of, of this, this week going with all the underdogs. Because <laughs> yeah. right now I am the underdog. So uh, I'm going to stick with the, the underdogs, man. I like it, man. Yeah, this is uh, the dog the barking week. This is the Mike Vick special, man. You got a kennel of dogs here. Mm-hmm. Fighting dogs, you know? I like it. D.O. a.k.a. Mike Vick. Um, all right, I'm going to go with my last pick, and I'm going dog here, too. Okay. And at some point, after a team continues to win and win and win, and they're a public team, their value has to be inflated a little bit. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys yeah. have been dominating people. And no matter who the quarterback is, Colt McCoy, who is probably going to be, is going to try to play the game of his life mm-hmm. out there. And it's on prime time. Nobody wants to be embarrassed on prime time. So I'm going to, I don't know if I can watch this game and bet it, but I'm going to take the Washington Redskins plus 10. <laughs> yeah, it's a big number when you get to double digits. Yeah, and that, that's just it. Double digits are a little bit much, and you see weird stuff happen. I don't know if the uh, the coach is going to you know do some Jeff Fisher kind of stuff, but I like it there. Um, Dio, I want to give honorable mention mm-hmm. to a pick that I'm still waiting on betting because I'm waiting for the line to go up. The Indianapolis Colts have 80% of the money on them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue. Nobody believes in Pittsburgh. Nobody. Indy's been winning tons of money for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of money, already percent. And once it gets to over three and a half, four points, um, right. i got to say I, I like Pittsburgh this week, man, in a weird, weird type of game. Yeah. Well, just like how they were able to pull off the, the stunner against Houston, the stunner in, in the sense of how they reeled off the, the quick points towards the end of the first half. Um Pittsburgh's banged up, and what I like about Pittsburgh is they're going to start getting guys back later on in the season, and if you can hang around there, that's good. We got three home games coming up. We got Indy, we got Baltimore, and then we got the Jets, but if we can get a win against Indy, all of a sudden, people are going to say, hey, what about those Pittsburgh Steelers? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I mean, they're right there. They're right there. That's that's all you want to be in football, y'all. Like that's all you want to be. I mean, even the New York Giants, they're three and four, but they're hanging around there. But with the Steelers, the problem is the secondary. They they've got a weak secondary right now. But um, I like Big Ben and and I love Le'Veon Bell, man. So uh, I think we can we could pound it out, man. I think you got to keep it out of Andrew Luck's hands. Yeah, yeah. Because he will carve you guys up with that secondary. The good thing is Reggie Wayne's out. And people are like, oh, yeah, Reggie Wayne, no big deal. Reggie Wayne is a big deal in that offense. And um, they don't really have a running game. So I don't know what's going to happen in terms of changes. You know, it doesn't seem like this is a game I don't want to watch. If I'm if I'm on Pittsburgh, I don't want to see it. 
Yeah. And that's what happened last week. I was actually on Pittsburgh um, in that Houston game. Yeah. And did not want to watch it. Yeah. And, um, and it yeah, got ugly man. at the beginning too, man. So. Yeah. It just looked like Houston was just dominating at the start. I'm like, oh, man, I'm on the wrong side of this yeah. thing. And, and that's the way the Pittsburgh season's gone so far is like – could look ugly, but then all of a sudden, you see signs of life. Yep. <laughs> so um, they're going to be fighting. And, and yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those spots where Pittsburgh can pull off a, a fluky kind of W. And, and that's the season that we're seeing. A lot of fluky stuff um, going down. And it could pave the way for a Super Bowl champion that you don't expect. You know, maybe Arizona's back in there doing their thing. Um, a lot of weird teams are, are going down. A lot of weird things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's uh, it's an interesting season, man. And still, up until week eight, you're still betting against public perception, which is still, yeah. you know, strong because it is such a week-to-week sport, and there's so many days in between. There's so much time to think, and uh, and then you have these names that stick with people and public betters, like, oh yeah, this team's got to be good because you just remember that team name. Mm-hmm. So you um, remember like Detroit being garbage. So a lot of people aren't coming around on Detroit. I think this three and a half for them, for example, is a little bit low to what how they've been playing and how Atlanta's been playing, and the fact that it's not even a home game; it's a neutral field. Yeah. So I think you still get some discounts and some inflated lines and public public perception. And I love your pick of uh, of Tennessee because it's kind of bucking that trend. It's everything coming together. Yeah. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting weekend of football just because of all those different dynamics going down. So while some of those games, the Tennessee-Houston, aren't ones that you necessarily want to watch, they're going to be interesting. Um, but the Carolina-Seattle, I definitely want to tune into to see what's going down. I want to see what's going down in Baltimore, Cincy. So uh, it's going to be an action-packed Sunday. Yep, I hear you. And there's only one way to make an uninteresting game interesting. Throw something down on it. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs All right, down. man. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope you, uh, you know, catch up a little bit and make this thing interesting. I think it will. I think it'll go down. <laughs> Gain some ground. Till right, then. Man. Are you?